Hey friends, welcome back to the Finding Wondrous Things podcast. I'm going to start a new series on special needs. So I'm going to break up these episodes just so they're easier to listen to, or if maybe some don't apply to you, you don't have to listen to like an hour long episode. You can kind of just pick and choose. And if you want to listen to them all, that'd be great too. So in this first episode, I'm just going to give you some background and share our story about special needs. So my son, Mikey, was diagnosed with autism and ADD but his primary diagnosis is autism. A lot of times ADD and autism go hand in hand. And he was diagnosed around age two and a half. I was in a lot of denial. I did not think he had autism. I had family and friends telling me, maybe you should get him evaluated. And I was like, no, I don't want to. I don't, (laughs) he's fine. Um, There were some signs. So the signs were starting around age two um, that we noticed he was doing a lot of hand flapping. He wouldn't look us in the eyes when I would talk to him. He would not look me in the eyes. He threw really long tantrums. So, you know, I have a toddler now and she throws a tantrum and it kind of lets up. But, you know, with him, they would be 45 minutes, an hour, two hour tantrums. Um, where he just would not stop screaming. No matter what, if he got what he wanted, didn't get what he wanted, he would just have these tantrums. And then talking-wise, he did lose his speech. So he was talking before age two, saying sentences and just speaking, and then all of a sudden he just stopped. So those were our signs. But again, I was like, nope, he doesn't have it. So My dad would sometimes read symptoms off to me and be like, see these things? These are symptoms of autism. And my sister-in-law kind of did the same thing. And so finally I was like, I'll just get him tested. I did ask my pediatrician twice if he thought Mikey had autism and he said no both times. So I will say, get your child evaluated. If you think there is something wrong, there It does not hurt to at least know and be sure and confident that nothing is wrong rather than waiting too long. Again, I did not, I mean, even two, two and a half years old, it's not like I waited till he was five or six. It was still early, but I definitely could have gotten him tested earlier. So I always say, just get them tested if you, if you have a feeling like maybe something is wrong. So we got the diagnosis of developmental delay at first, and he went to a developmental preschool. We did speech. We started OT, and then we went to a psychiatrist and got the official diagnosis of autism. So he continued doing speech and OT, doing preschool, and then we went to ABA, which was a therapy, a type of therapy. We had some stuff in home too, some home therapy, which was great because we were able to work on goals. We worked on potty training and I'm going to do a whole episode on the more practical stuff of potty training, getting them to eat picky, you know, not so if they're a picky eater, getting them to eat different foods, all that stuff. But we did have some in-home therapy, which is very helpful because you can work on stuff in your home, which is where you are most of the time. And then we moved to ABA therapy, which just again, worked on goals like going to the bathroom, talking, and kind of getting them ready for school. In Arizona, kids do not have to go to formal school until they are seven years old. And so we kept him there till seven. And then he went to a public school for a little bit. We had to have him there for a certain amount of time in order to qualify for a scholarship to then get to this like private autism school, which is where he's at now. I do want to kind of rewind and say, 
when you receive a diagnosis for a kid, it can be very hard. That process is very difficult because as parents and mothers, we have dreams and wishes for our kids, whether that's, we hope they get married and we hope they have kids and do something they love. And we hope they follow God. And then you get a diagnosis and you spend years working on, on very simple goals like washing hands. We worked years to get my son to wash his hands without screaming. We worked years and years for him to not be wearing a diaper, which I will talk all about diapers, you know, going to the bathroom, potty training, like the more practical stuff in a different episode. But you spend so many years. I mean, we had a seven-year-old who wasn't potty trained. And so you do feel like, wow, this is, this is not what I expected. And there's even an element as a mother where you feel like, what did I do wrong? Was there something I did wrong? Did I eat something wrong when I was pregnant? Did I do this? And if I could tell now that I'm older, if I could tell my younger self something, I would say you didn't do anything wrong. And God created your child for a reason. God's not surprised by your child's autism or your child's special need. It's not like he looks down and he goes, what, how did, how did he get autism? I mean, I don't believe God is surprised at all. So the two Bible verses that really helped me was one was John, John nine, verse one through three. It says, as he passed by, he saw a blind man, a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, it was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God may be displayed in him. And then another verse is Exodus 4, verse 11. Then the Lord said to him, who has made man's mouth? Who makes him mute or deaf or seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? So those two verses were very helpful for me in just realizing that God has a purpose and he is not surprised by this. And he has a plan and a design and a purpose for our child's life, whether they are special needs or not. So that is our basic story. (laughs) Very summed up background. Um, I will be releasing the episodes on the practical things like potty training, washing hands, dealing with a picky eater, as well as stuff like distressing when it's been a hard day, how to teach special needs kids about God, and then how to deal with family and friends that don't understand special needs. So stay tuned for those. The last few things I want to say is one thing that I was told very early on in this special needs journey was that... I am my son's best advocate. So you are your son or daughter's, your child's best advocate. No one else will do it. He cannot do it or she cannot do it. So you have to speak up for them. And that has been super helpful for me in just getting services for him, making sure if you go to IEP meetings and goals and everything that you have to do, getting them what they need to succeed can be a lot of work. I mean, I have spent so many so many hours on the phone with people and calling people and reminding people like, Hey, don't forget about my son. He needs this. He needs that. Whatever it is, whether it's from like he needed diapers and I had to go through a special program to get diapers that fit or just because you can't go to Target and Walmart for a (laughs) seven-year-old to get diapers. Um, Or if it's, you know, like, Hey, he needs, he needs OT or he want, I want him in ABA therapy. It's a lot of work, but you are your child's best advocate. So 
That was one of the most helpful things when I first started. And then last, I want to read a poem that my dad wrote. So my dad had a dream that Mikey walked up to him and said, I love you, which if you're a special needs mom, um, that's always been hard for me where I always tell him I love him and he will sign it to me and he will say, I love you, but never has he ever said it first, right? Like my daughter will just come up to me and be like, mom, I love you. And he's never done that. And, and he might not ever do that, but my dad had this dream about that, about him coming up and saying, I love you. And then he wrote this poem. So I think it's a beautiful poem for all of us. It does say Mikey's name. Obviously, you can think about your own child, um, but here it is. In my dreams, he says, I love you. As I pull him to my chest, his head is free of chaos, his heart free of distress. In my dreams, he's just a little boy, inquisitive and smart, free to explore the world and love with all his heart. But we take him as God gave him, his differences and all, and we love our Mikey fiercely, however things may fall. So I hope that encourages you today and stay tuned for some other episodes on special needs. 